2: You are listening to The Next Best Series Podcast, and this is Daniel Howitt's interview with the Emmy-nominated actor from Station Eleven, Himish Patel.
3: Where's your mom or dad? I don't know. I can't leave you here.
2: I'll walk you to the L. I think this thing is really
1: happening. You can see it out there. Uh, can I have your attention, please? We have shelter. We have food. This is the best thing that could have possibly happened.
3: We're the Traveling Symphony.
2: We travel for a reason. Just
3: try to make the world make sense for a minute. No one finds people from before. Sometimes I think we should be out there
0: looking for them.
1: I come to you with an invitation to the Museum of Civilization. Beware the prophet.
2: Beware the children who follow him.
1: What happened to you
0: in the first 100? I was lucky. He had grown-up
1: who cared about me. Welcome to the Museum of Civilization.
2: The before. It's coming back. I won't let it. We have to abandon the future. All that matters is the now and what got us to this point. we're in this
3: together and we're a family now
2: so how many people have we seen now plow guy the two
0: bandana meth guys mm, the lady with no eyes the lady with no- well, Himesh, thanks so much for taking the space to chat with me today. First of all, congratulations on your Emmy nomination. Uh, you know, you've been working on the show for years now at this point. So Dang. what's kind of what's it like to kind of receive that recognition after all this time?
3: Yeah, it's lovely. I mean, you know, unexpected um, and uh, very much a pleasant surprise. And I've um, a real honor, you know. Um, I've watched some wonderful actors be nominated. At the Emmys, you know, across the board, and and to be now amongst them is, yeah, a real honour.
0: Well, I do, I do want to dive into the show itself. You know, I've heard you talk about how surreal it was to be filming a show about a pandemic, uh, and then to be interrupted by an actual pandemic. Oh yeah. How did that downtime affect your performance or or the character of Jeevan?
3: For me personally, I I guess I just had to keep. Keep him alive to some extent. If you you know that sounds a little bit pretentious, but I think you know I I had to because initially I would have just been keeping them. You know, we see what happens at the end of episode one, and I knew we were going to fill in that gap. So there was that, but also just keeping all those memories alive. The the character that I built, just keeping that going, and I knew I was going to have to do it to some extent because initially the idea was that we'd we'd shoot what we shot. And then we were going to go back to Chicago that summer. So there was always going to be a little bit of a gap, but for it to then become one year, you know, and then in the midst of a, of a pandemic, um, and then for me personally, having a kid, there was a lot going on and they had to sort of keep that going. Part of that was, was continuing conversations with uh, Patrick Somerville, our showrunner, and continuing to build, you know, something with him touch base with where he was at. Um, you know, I remember when I told him I was having a kid and he was like, just wait till you read episode nine. Uh, you know, there was all that that sort of birth sequence that I, <laughs> I remember reading and just being like, well, I didn't mean to do this research, but it's happening. Um, so there the sort of, <laughs> that was part of it. And um, yeah, he, he was really generous really in terms of keeping me part of the creative journey. You know, he sent me drafts of of a couple of episodes and and so I had a vague idea of where we were headed uh and and that was really really helpful
0: well I definitely wanted to ask you about uh how becoming a father affected your performance did especially because you are playing a in the in the earlier episodes in the in the, the kind of right as the pandemic is starting you're playing a caretaker of sorts father figure-esque um mm-hmm. and then In the later years of the pandemic, you are helping women literally bring children into the world. Um, So after becoming a father, how did your relationship to the material change?
3: I suppose there were things that were just more readily accessible to me. You know, initially, we're talking about a guy who becomes a father to a little girl. It was funny, sort of the way it panned out, episode one, he doesn't know what he's doing at all. Didn't expect it. It was just sort of improvising. And then by the time we get to episode seven, he's starting to get an idea of what is maybe at stake here. And that was exactly what I was going through at the time. (laughs) Because when we started shooting, started shooting again, episode seven was the first thing that we shot. And I was uh, six weeks into fatherhood at that point. And, you know, it was very much that thing of, Wow, this is crazy, and I'm just figuring this out day by day. But I know I have a responsibility here. And then when you get to episode nine, there's elements of frustration of uh, and in his case, he didn't anything he says at one point, you know I was only meant to walk you home i didn't I didn't ask for this, you know, and though I did ask to become a father, I meant to become a father, that doesn't stop me from having moments of being very frustrated by probably my own lack of of my perceived lack of ability or knowing what I'm doing you know so those things were there under the surface and in a way having this character to channel them was such a gift you know and of course we have the more obvious you know the birth the birth thing I was a birth partner to my to my partner (laughs) And then, you know, so that, that stuff was there readily accessible. And then on, on another level, when we get to him, when he's, you know, 20 years down the line, and he's got two kids of his own, three, including, you know, the one that um, he, he sort of inherited. There's something that having a kid does to you. It just changes your perspective on everything. Everything else, in a way, to some extent, ceases to matter, ultimately. And so knowing what Patrick was building towards him being in episode 10 it certainly gave me an idea of what his perspective on everything would be ultimately Um, where his joy, where he would find his joy
0: In addition to kind of developing uh, those, the, the fatherly uh, experiences that even goes through, what was it like preparing just for the, the simple fact of playing a character, you know, 20 years apart? We don't see a lot of those years. So kind of playing a character at these two very different points of life. How did you prepare for that?
3: In terms of filling in the gap narratively, like conversation I had with Patrick about that, you know, I was I had questions. I had do you have any key things that you want to make sure are part of my memory, as it were? Um, you know, he had some things, but ultimately I was given <laughs> he was like, You do what you want to do. And so I, I had little ideas in my head and it would have been a journey to, to he would have been on a journey with this relationship he's got you know with with lara and had you know how do you even get to deciding to be with someone who ultimately though accidentally did something <laughs> that really altered the course of your life in a really profound way and not necessarily one you wanted how do you forgive that person how do you then be vulnerable with that person and we see some of that of course we do but that that takes time to be vulnerable to then decide to share your yourself with them and share your life with them in that way and then to decide what at what point does he decide he wants children of his own with her you know all these things are are steps along the way um how does he learn to live with his with his disability you know with with this in a a world where you really have to fend for yourself you know it's you know it can be a hostile atmosphere at times how do you what does that do to a man all those things were very interesting and i worked with a vocal coach just to see if there was anything to mine there in terms of the voice and whether whether that comes across and i have no idea (laughs) but it was there was an attempt made to do that and what was interesting to me going down that road was kind of whether it whether it's apparent to anyone or not that it does something to me up here you know to them in a play in a way a completely different character uh, you know one of the things that i talked about with Mackenzie when we got to sort of talking about our scenes in episode 10 was well, what is it because i think that, that that it's it's sentimental it's emotional it's profound but they're two completely different people what are they going to talk about ultimately you know so yeah,
0: that's so good. I love uh, you two playing off of each other after meeting after all these years. It's beautiful. Well, I, you know, recently I, I was uh, I was looking at your social media and I saw, um, which I know is always a little scary, but I saw um, you uh, profess your your love for the podcast Script Notes. Yeah, yeah. I'm also a huge fan of. Um, it's a podcast about screenwriting, and and you you wrote an episode of EastEnders back in 2011. Um, yeah. Is that something you see yourself doing more of, writing screenplays or, or directing or, or anything like that?
3: Look, I have notions of, of, of notions of wanting to do it. You know, I, I think I certainly will take the leap at some point. I have a lot of people around me who are very supportive and very, you know, um, generous with encouraging me, Patrick Somerville being one of them. And it's just a confidence thing. I think with me, I, I, I certainly feel imposter syndrome about it. And I, I think, especially in a way, listening to a podcast like that, you realize just how meticulous of a craft it is. Um, you know, there is an element of, of a balance, I think, between allowing yourself the freedom of just telling a story and, and getting something down on paper and, and then finessing it afterwards. But there's also I think there's also the other angle, which is I, I listen to, to like John August and Craig Bays and talking about their craft. And I'm just sort of every time just like, wow, that's amazing. And I am learning a lot, but also they've, they've put decades of work into it, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not something I just sort of I want to take lightly. Uh, but at the same time, I think I need to take a leap at some point. Otherwise, I'll, I'll just keep talking about it. I'll become that guy. So. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, we're, we're ready for it when it happens. Thank you. It's only been a few years, but I, I couldn't let you go without talking about yesterday. Mm. Just such an incredible movie. I feel like there's, there's movies that you could just put in front of anybody and it's just kind of, kind of be that movie. That's going to be perfect for the whole group to watch. And that's mm-hmm. one of those movies. Uh, oh, have, you, have you felt like the, the passion and love for that movie? Again, it's only been a few years, but have you felt it just continue since it came out?
3: Yeah. You, you know, I, I, I've had a lot of lovely um, things said about that film and I'm very proud of it. And, and, you know, it's such a, it's got such a wonderful heart to it, you know, as, as so much of Danny's work has, as so much of Richard's work has, and um, as so much of the Beatles music has, you know, and, and that's what we were in, encapsulating in that, in that story. And it brings a lot of people, a lot of joy. And, you know, ultimately, when you're telling any story, especially in that genre, then that's that's kind of the aim, you know. And there have been a lot of people who've, who've, you know, it, it means a lot to them. And that's,
1: you know, that's that's the goal, really. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurwitz, and -and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.
0: Uh, last question for you. In, in recent months, you know, I've seen your name rumored from everything from Doctor Who to various superheroes to, to Bond. Uh, rumors are rumors are crazy. Rumors are ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but the idea of you as James Bond is very intriguing. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that something that you would you would throw your name in for?
3: I mean, you know, if if uh, someone said give it a go, you know, throw a ring in the throw a hat in the ring, I wouldn't say no because you know, for a laugh. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure I'm going to get that role, but uh, I mean I, I love the James Bond franchise, and I think Daniel Craig's movies really elevated it to another level. So I'm, I'm a big admirer of it, and to be a part of those movies in in any way would be an honor. So I'm excited to see who is going to play James Bond, but um, but yeah, I I wouldn't if uh, if Barbara Broccoli gave me a call, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no you know I, you know who, who, who would just to have a conversation and pick her brain even I'm, i am so full of admiration how do, how do you keep a franchise fresh and keep that going for that long i'm, I'm kind of in awe of it really
0: awesome well Hemish again thank you so much for station 11 thank you for your work and congrats oh. on on all the continued success
2: thank you thanks very much hey everyone thank you so much for listening to daniel Howitt's interview with the emmy nominated actor from station 11 himish patel here on the next best series podcast station 11 is nominated for three primetime emmy awards including outstanding lead actor in a limited or anthology series or movie for Himesh patel outstanding directing in a limited or anthology series or movie and outstanding writing for a limited or anthology series or movie You have been listening to The Next Best Series Podcast, part of The Next Best Picture Podcast Umbrella, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and if you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, drop us a comment. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. But you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time!